It's time for the Stock Car Show on the Performance Motorsports Network. Powered by the staff at Race Chaser Online. Your motorsports, your way, every day. And now, here's your host, Tom Baker. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Stock Car Show here on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. Coming to you live on this Thursday evening from Mooresville, North Carolina, inside the Race of the USA Race Chaser Studios. And we have got a full house here around the round table tonight. A couple of our hosts who are normally uh, coming to us through the Race Chaser Skype line are actually in town and gathered around the table with us. We have Cisco Scaramuza, Jacob Seelman from Speed Sport here as well along with Chris Murdoch and our special guest for the first part of the show. Will Rogers is here. Good to have Will back in the studio with us. And of course, we've got Randy Miller behind the glass. We've got a couple of other guests that we'll be talking to later in the program. Two young brothers from California, junior late model racers, Tanner and Tyler Reif will be joining us a little bit later on, as will J.P. Crabtree III, JP is uh, was the uh, winner on Saturday night at Jennerstown Speedway in the Super Cup Stock Car Series second feature of the night. He had brake problems in the first race. We'll be talking with him later about uh, all of that and lots of news. We've got Kentucky to talk about. We've got ARCA stuff going on. Uh, all kinds of things happening this weekend. And uh, I guess I'll start by saying hello to Will Rogers and uh, welcoming you back into our studio again since you left us the last time. You went out and won and won and won again. <laughs> You're a greedy guy on a road course. Yeah, well, thanks <laughs> thanks for having me back. Uh, really appreciate it. And, yeah, it's been quite the busy last few months, or at least month, I guess you could say. The month of June for us treated us very, very well. Um, like you said, one, one, and then one again. So, uh, well, actually, just two wins in there. I'll, I'll break it back down a little bit. We okay. only got we only got two, but uh, but yeah, had good uh, good fun and success in New Jersey and in uh, Sonoma race. I think of I course. gave him an extra one. Just you for did good give measure. him an extra win. It seemed yeah. like three wins. Sounded good. It's, yeah, pre- it's, pre- we- <laughs> it's just predicting the future. You know? Every just, time we yeah, turned yeah, around, he go. was winning another road course race. One in the east and one in the west. <laughs> I guess right. Hey, yep, hey yep. That, maybe that's a good premonition. He does have Watkins Glen coming up next month. I do. Hey, yeah. Looking forward to that one. I'm calling the shot. There you go. Yep. Yep. Calling the shot. Not a hard shot to call. Yeah, so one yeah, going out of one of Jacob's two-inch limbs. <laughs> one win on the east, one win in the west. Uh, that was actually our third east win. Uh, ba- uh, you know, backing that up from last year's success on road courses back there or back here, I guess. And then uh, we finally got our first west win. You know, I did one full season of west uh, last year with Jefferson Pitts Racing, and uh, we got really close on circle tracks to winning, and obviously really close on a road course too when yeah, we battled against Harvard Kevin. Guy. Yeah, but uh, but now this year finally sealed the deal, and and I learned what I needed to learn last year racing with Kevin, and and we went back to Sonoma, made no mistakes compared to at least what we did last year, and still had some pretty good competition, but uh, was able to finish out on top. So that was a special one for sure. And that's what eight wins in a row on road courses for Jefferson Pitts now. That is right. That is eight wins. We're trying to make that nine come here Mm -hmm. uh, this later this month or next month. Sorry, August. Um, so hopefully that'll happen, but Jefferson Pitts racing, they always put a heck of a race car together, no matter what track it's on. But when it comes to road courses specifically, they got their, 
they got their secret sauce, you could say. So um, I'm just happy to be able to drive that car. Um, and then guys before me, like Greg Persley and Noah Gregson, got to drive that car. Actually, the same chassis. It's it's labeled chassis number 19. So that's definitely my favorite car, Greg's favorite car, Noah's favorite car. And uh, it has never been rebuilt, like fully taken really? down. Wow. Yeah, so, so it's got the same front clip, rear clip on it that it's always had. And, and of course, the guys did what they had to do to make sure it um, is well prepared for every race. But... The tr- like the the funny fact is it's never been rebuilt so wow. um, don't don't change it if it ain't broke you know don't yeah, fix yeah. it if it ain't don't broke kind of it. thing yeah. now uh, it's working so wax far. it talk nice to it oh put yeah the corner put a cover over it yeah, yeah. you, you got to be sweet <laughs> yeah for sure to uh, to make sure that that she's fast on the on the lefts yeah. and rights but uh, but yeah they always uh, provide really good equipment I'm happy to help with their um, with their legacy, I guess, on road courses. So. Now, you were a part of the team at Sonoma. This is just a little fun fact that even if uh, you weren't able to be there, I'm sure was talked about among the JPR circle. But for me personally, it was cool for the Douglas County West race here a week or two ago to see Jeff Jefferson, the co-owner mm-hmm. of the team, actually get to jump back behind the wheel for the first time in quite some time and actually prove that, hey, He's still got it, too. Oh, totally. And actually, I was on the phone with Jeff earlier today, and I totally forgot to ask him how the comeback tour went because I was I was definitely anticipating that for a long time. There was always talk, you know, here and there saying that, oh, yeah, I'll get back in the car. We never saw it. But, See, make sure but, now when you when you call him the next time and you go to ask him about it, you got to tell him that you were on the Stock Car Show on Performance Motorsports Network, and they actually threw him some shade and, I will. And, uh, and and said you know he did a great job with his comeback so make sure you yeah yeah yeah, yeah those well, boys well hopefully not some shade because yeah, I think that's, throwing that's, that's shade that, is a bad I guess thing. what I meant to yeah. say is <laughs> some shapes so, yeah you know no I'll, is, I'll definitely let him know smile but uh, happy to see Jeff back behind the wheel and, and happy that he had a good run I know I didn't get to follow the race or get to watch it on TV but from what I heard there were some incidents where he got spun out a few times by I don't know who. But, he got uh, bumped and ran yeah, coming to the checker. Yeah. Still finished top ten, though. I think yeah. he was seventh at the end of it. That's so. pretty darn good. It was, yeah, it was a cool deal. Yeah, old old Jefferson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he lived up to his name, I guess. Hey, now, now we didn't have to throw any shade because the driver yeah, did Will that, threw that for us. Yeah, yeah here, here he is. So well, I don't somebody, know if I'm on the throw. Somebody's going to clip that out out of the show. Yeah, and he's going to yeah. send it to him. So. I, I earned it. I won four road courses <laughs> for him. <so. laughs> I get a bogey or two. Yeah, right wow. there. yeah you're you're pretty good at making those right turns, which yeah. leads me into. My question, because I saw you walking around Tuesday, and I know we talked about it a little bit before we go on there, but being a road course guy and being so good on those road courses, what did you kind of see from Tuesday from, from your point of view and what those guys were dealing with and, and what's your, what stands out to you the most? Uh, I'd say, man, the, the thing that stands out to me most would be how narrow the place is. I mean, there are walls on either side. Talking of you about the Roval, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, the, the Charlotte Roval. Roval. Um, it's very narrow, and and I've driven that place in a in a legend car before, and even in a legend car, battling door to door, it's narrow for those mm-hmm. things. Um, I actually had a, a pretty nasty wreck there, and yes, one, you did. I got taken out on the last lap, coming to the checkers, uh, second to last corner, battling for third place of all of all positions. We weren't even battling for the win, so so I have not had the greatest experience yes, at at the Roval, but. Um, but it's very narrow. I think the guys are going to struggle a lot because when you get 40-plus cup cars or, or Xfinity cars on that circuit, mm-hmm. everybody's going to want to win the inaugural race because it's got a lot of eyeballs on it. You know, yeah. um, Guys are going to be going for it, and I think yeah. that the way I see the race playing out is it's going to be similar to a super speedway. 
if you're at the front of the field, you can kind of control the pace and do what you want and not get challenged, hopefully too much. Um, but if you're and and if you're in the back, you should be fairly safe. But if you're in the middle, it's just going to be a kill zone. I think the whole day um, mm-hmm. we'll probably see a lot of cautions or or a lot of wrecked race cars coming out of there. Just just being the first event when they work out these kinks and guys learn how to race the place. I think we're going to hit some of those um, you know uh, humps in the road. We can yeah. say. Well, it'll be interesting. We'll uh, talk more about the roval coming up. We are just getting started here on tonight's stock car show presented. By our good friends at HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at HMSMotorsport.com. And we will return in just a moment here on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, I'm Noah Gregson, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. 
appropriate because, breaking news, Noah Gregson's on the pole at Kentucky. For the truck series race. El truck race. Yes. El truck yes. race. El, El truck race. Okay. Uh, the Camping World Truck Series, known to be known next year as the GOTS uh, race. Is that what it seriously is going to be? Yeah, no, it's, the, it's, it's basically. It's the Gander. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Gander Gots. Truck oh, series. No. The, yeah, the acronym <laughs> will be GOTS. I guess it's better than cool. I, I'm sure NASCAR will love us for that, but. Okay, so that's good. Noah Gregson on the poll. You're going to give us any more detail there, Jacob, or are you just? I'll gonna... get you full detail here in just a minute, as soon as timing and scoring gives it to me. Okay, it's sure a race. Is. Whose app's going to be faster? That's going to. It's going to be interesting. All right. Oh, oh. Well, Survey well, says Gregson on the. Well. Uh, uh, are you, are you uh, relying uh, on are me? Are we going to have more breaking wait, 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 news? Let's, let's see what let's see what Will's got here. He's you got, got he's got Noah. There we Todd, go. Like Todd Gill. Yeah, they they screwed they they zeroed out the times. That's why I got confused. Yeah. It's about, an all KBM front row with Gregson and Gillen. Shocking. How about Chris Eggleston fourth there? Fourth. I love that. How about That's Parker awesome. Kligerman eighth in That's the seventy five? On a on a mile and a half. Yeah. I'm not surprised. I'm not either. But to see that team have speed on a mile and a half is very, very, very pleasing. How yeah, how about Myatt Snyder and Matt Crafton 32nd and 30th? Ow. Well, Myatt fenced it, Yeah, Myatt fenced yeah. it. Yeah. Myatt My, My fenced it, and I'm not sure exactly what happened to Matt, but yeah. So that first 10 laps is going to be fun tonight. Wow. Okay. Grumpy Always. old man. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy hey, for... He can't be that grumpy. He's the defending winner of the Eldora truck race. Yeah. I'm happy for Chris Eggleston, though. That's a pretty good qualifying effort, especially yeah, for awesome. DGR Crosley. Was it second I mean, time for Chris in that truck or third? Second or third time. I can't remember exactly. Sorry, but yes. I raced with third, Chris last year in the West yeah. Series, and, and Chris, not only is he a really good buddy of mine, but he's taught me a lot of things, and, and he's a heck of a race car driver, and I know he fights for a lot of opportunity. So uh, to see him be able to do those four starts with David's team, it's pretty awesome. But hopefully that qualifying effort, Matt, or uh, at least uh, kind of – Gives us a hint of what's to come in the race. So hopefully he'll have a pretty good solid night. Yeah, it should be interesting. I mean, I know Justin Haley was quickest in practice one, and then I kind of As lost Justin said, because, fast, fast. Yeah, um, in the TUFO. Um, and uh, we had, uh, who else was up there? Uh, 52 car, 52 truck of... Uh, the uh, Freeze. Yeah, <laughs> Stuart Friesen was up there too in the first round. I lost track after that because had other things to do today. But... Um, should be an interesting race for sure. I mean, I love Kentucky. I think Kentucky Kentucky is a track that I look forward to seeing racing on any time, and it doesn't matter what series it is because they all put on good shows there. I love it less since the repave because it's a one-groove racetrack. I'm sorry. I'm going to be the pessimist here. I don't think tonight's going to be a terribly great race. Other than the fuel mileage cup race since the repave, you know, I've not seen a good truck race at Kentucky yet. Yes. That's really, That's really uh, uh, going to be very interesting to see how, to see how it goes. Um, I definitely am excited about uh, what we're doing here in Kentucky with the three divisions this weekend. Yeah, absolutely, Tom. I think that's – it could be a mixed bag. I'm not really sure what it's going to be. So it, we'll just have to find out how the trucks are going to drive there. And, and uh, uh, hopefully, hopefully they can they can keep it green, keep it green and, and I know well, obviously, obviously Matt Crafton's going to be driving, driving through the rest, through the rest of the field to get back up to the front. 
It should be interesting. Um, We look at the uh, the truck series as it has been for most of this year, and I really can't pick a clear-cut favorite because you think Matt Crafton is going to be the mile-and-a-half favorite, and he's had a terrible season. It's just been a really bad season for Crafton. So... You kind of look at Johnny Sauter and go, all right, there's where you where you start. Uh, Sauter has been the guy that's been at the top, but you've got guys like Ben Rhodes, who I fully expect to contend here at Kentucky because, A, it's his home track, and, B, because he uh, is always fast here. So I would expect to see Ben up toward the front, but I think you've got probably six to eight trucks that seriously could have a shot at this one and I think Kentucky's a really kind of a quirky track for the trucks and actually all three of the divisions, although it's a little bit different uh, now than it used to be. But I think uh, I think this well, could be one of the more competitive truck races. Well, everyone's uh, they've been talking all week on the commercials about turn three at Kentucky, turn three at Kentucky. Exactly. Because Tell me about turn three at Kentucky, Jacob. When they repaved it, turn three became Calamity Corner because it's ve- the groove is very narrow on entry. It's very easy to make a mistake, and well, you make that mistake, you end up in the fence. Like as we've seen. Brad Keselowski do. Uh-huh. Truex, I think, ended up there uh-huh. at one point. Johnson's ended up in the fence. A couple of times. <laughs> so, yeah, turn three at uh, Kentucky. Dangerous. Yeah, that's an understatement. <laughs> an understatement. I don't know. I, I just feel like uh, I feel like this track is kind of an equalizer in a lot of ways. Haven't had enough races on it, especially in the Cup Series. Yeah. Haven't had enough races on it yet for somebody to or some drivers to have established sort of it's – my track? Well, uh, incorrect. There are two drivers who've established Kentucky as their track in the Cup Series. Brad Keselowski and Kyle Busch, who have combined for, I think, all but one Cup Series victory at that racetrack, period. Exactly. Well, I mean, okay, but I still don't think we've had enough time there for anyone to, to be. I think you could see some of the younger guys. This is a track where I could easily see a driver like Eric Jones winning again. I mean, I, I seriously think this, this could be a place even if William Byron or Alex Bowman, if they can show the speed and get their Chevys going, I seriously could see either of them in victory lane this weekend. I'll tell you a driver that I'm paying attention to this weekend, and he's been really good and really solid the past few weeks, and that's Daniel Suarez. I talked about There's him another on, one. on the, the Monday show. He's yep. been... Really good on the mile and a half so far. He's been clicking those away, so I feel like he'll be able to he, keep that momentum going. I feel like he was the only one, too, Cisco, that actually had anything good to say about the Roval after it was over. He, yeah. said, and yeah. he actually and said his day went conti- well. And he's continuing to be adamant about making it into the playoffs yeah. as well after, yes. after well, the Daytona press, all I got press to, conference. All yeah. I got to say is he's got a lot of work to do if he's going to make the playoffs, and he's running yeah. out of time to do it. We've only got eight races to yep. go, and Suarez's numbers have not been good this year. I know all it takes is one day where everything goes right to win but you've got to have a lot of days where you're close before you can win a race eric jones has had a lot of those i don't feel like suarez has yet now to go back to the kentucky thing for a minute and just to just to prove my point here a little bit i uh, five top five finishes six top tens and two wins in seven starts for kyle bush if that's not saying i own kentucky i really don't know what is he's got an average finish there of 5.1 he won the inaugural one thank you yeah but 
I mean, I, I I don't understand how that's not owning the racetrack. He owns it. I just still think it's neutral enough. I don't think there've been enough. There've been so much changeover with some of the new guys coming in, and that I just don't think it's a track. Yeah. The you track is say, owned by a corporation. You can okay. say, <laughs> say, say Kyle Bush. You can yeah, say I, Kyle hey, Bush should be the it, favorite. I just I said it the way I just said it the way Tom said yes. it. Yeah, he's led five. He's led. No, almost 30% of all the laps there, too. Oh, by the way. You want to throw 20 bucks that he doesn't win this weekend? I didn't um, realize this was a betting show. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, when, I thought I, this was a family show. I'm just saying, you know, well, we're adults here. We can, I would put the, I would sooner put the 20 bucks on the fact that he does win it. Is that a good thing Well, that's you, what Will? I'm asking you because I'm, saying, you I'm get... saying he won't. <laughs> So I'll, I'll spot you twenty bucks. Okay. I got no problem there with it. Go. Oh boy, you heard it. You heard it here first. I'll be the I'll be the intermediary then. Monday will Monday will be an interesting show. Monday will be an interesting show. Monday will be an interesting show. Jacob will be wanting to do double it, no, double or nothing at the next. Well, round. by the way, yeah, I'll tell you something else interesting. By the way, when you look back at who's been good at Kentucky, I know he's in. Sorry, Roush Fenway race fans. I know he's in terrible equipment, but the guy with the second best average finish that's run every race at Kentucky, Matt Kenseth, who has an average finish of seventh. I don't think he's in the car this weekend. Is yes, he? he is. Oh, he is. Okay. He's in the car. Okay. For the, he's in the car he's... for the next four races. Oh, I was thinking by it was after this. No. He gets back. Okay. Next four. Okay. Uh, Kentucky. Loudon. Somehow, I don't think the six car is going no. to run like the uh, no car did. No. I... No. Just saying. What gave that away? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, he'll be fighting for about 18th, I think. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's, I love, I just enjoy the racing at Kentucky, and I think having the truck race on a Thursday night just gets it started off the right way. This should be a lot of fun this evening, I think. Understatement. Yes, Understatement. Sure. Hey, but do, do we remember one of the earlier mile-and-a-half races this year where Johnny Sauter won, but Stuart Friesen was like half a truck length back at the finish? I, I get the feeling... If if we get a late caution, we could see. I don't think it's going to be a great race all around, but oh, I, I think do. it could be a great finish. I do, and I think it probably will be a great finish, and I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Stewart up there fighting for the win. In fact, our Steve Ovens from Motorsports Madness Keeps calling it is yeah, he He's called adamant. the shot for for Friesen tonight. Said that that Stewart would win, and of course, I I have. Uh, demurred Stewart's first win until next week when they go to the dirt track at Eldora. Thank you. But, well, uh, we'll see. If you really want to get going there, by the way, uh, you want to talk, you want to, Stu- Stewart uh, is not the only guy that's going to have a shot at Eldora anymore. In fact, this Eldora truck race and anybody who's been watching this entry list build knows this. It is truly now going to be a battle of the ringers, versus the regulars and it's there weird. are more ringers in this race uh, that have been announced already than i think we've ever seen going into an aldora so, truck and race, that kind of leads me into my next point that <laughs> i wanted to make is talking about some of these announcements that we, yes, we've please. seen this week i mean tuesday at charlotte we saw ryan newman announced to drive the three truck which came out for, of nowhere by the way yeah. i yeah. turned on the facebook video I saw Jordan Anderson standing there. Oh, I'll be right back. Run off. I'm like, okay, where is he? I was working on something. And Newman shows up. I'm like, what? Well, it kind of, for, for Tom and I, it was kind of self explanatory because if you paid attention enough, he was wearing a Ryan Newman shirt yeah. when he was <laughs> walking Ryan, around. Ryan was, Newman Motorsports. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was wearing a Ryan Newman shirt. And then we had, uh, we had what? Logan Seavey is announced 
to drive for KBM yep. next uh, weekend. I, I got a chance to talk 51. with— 51? Yes, the yes, 51, 51 truck. I got a chance to talk with Logan about this last night before the uh, USAC Midget Race at Solomon Valley Speedway. I was able to call him up, and Logan is— more pump. See, the first thing that he mentioned is this is totally backwards. He's like, I've never raced at Eldora. I should have raced here in an open wheel car. Instead, my first race at Eldora, and it's coming in a truck, yeah, which truck. is completely backwards from what he anticipated it being. But he told me that this all came about through a conversation. David Wilson, the president of TRD, was sitting with Logan in the grandstands at the Speed 51 Open back in May at Millbridge Speedway when Logan was running his outlaw cart. He said, Logan said, David turns to him out of the blue and goes, you want to run the truck at Eldora? <laughs> and <laughs> Logan's like, he said, after I was done picking my jaw up off the concrete, the answer was, uh, yeah. That's, that's no, like, neither <laughs> someone nor something you turned down when I asked yeah, that no. question. What's he going to say? No. And then I think Let the, me check my calendar. The, the final one we had, uh, which kind of hits home for Cisco and I, uh, I, well, the final one that I saw anyway, because of our connections with iRacing, is Brett Moffitt sponsored by iRacing for that one, which was a really out-of-left-field announcement that I saw. Moffitt's a regular, though, not a ringer. Yeah, but I was just talking about <laughs> But right. he still gets to go to the race, and yes, I didn't he even gets know to if go they to the race. there last right. That yeah, is so. correct. Yeah. I love, and I love that deal. Now, as to continue the ringer theme, Chris Windham announced today in the uh, DGR Crosley 54 truck, his uh, sprint car team, Baldwin Brothers Racing, is going to be supporting that endeavor. Oh, Okay. And <laughs> the high side tickler Kyle Strickler yep. in the Mittler Brothers replacing Wyndham in the Mittler Brothers truck that he drove a year ago. You know what? You know what the this race needs. The last thing it needs, entrance in the double zero, smoke. Yes, please. <laughs> That's the only well, thing at this the, point the, that the, would surprise the, me. The problem is Tony has so, so much to do on race day with, you know, owning the racetrack. Yeah, track he nice. time to race. He's got people. I was going to say, he's got people. <laughs> he could jump see, in. I see, I want to see Will's ARCA team owner back in a truck for Eldora. Just, just say. saying. I Somewhere yeah. in that shop, he's got to still have a truck in there hiding somewhere. Uh, it's funny. Uh, when you walk in the shop doors, there's one front and center. Oh, <laughs> oh that, beautiful. There you go. Just it's pull the, it right out. Pull it right uh, out there. Kenny, if you're listening, we're begging. I'm sure. I, I'm sure between the between the five of us here, I'm sure we could go rustle some feathers and find somebody willing to jump on for Schrader. Couldn't we, Tom? Don't we know people? In a week and a half, I, I suspect. I suspect Kenny knows more people than we know. <laughs> yeah. If Kenny, I, I, I would think if if Kenny Schrader wanted to go run Eldora, I would think Federated would look at him and go, "How much do you need?" <laughs> <laughs> he, he ran the first four of them, and yeah. I think finished in the top ten in every one of them, if I remember right. It's not like they couldn't find a way to get the truck there. I mean, it's his sponsor, <laughs> yeah, exactly. After all. Right. Um, let's see what else have we got. Max McLaughlin in uh, one of the Nice trucks. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Max. Well, and that's going to be an interesting one too. Oh, that's going to be good. Max is making. <laughs> Max is making. There's another thing that's kind of backwards. Yeah, you're making your first truck series start on a dirt track. I mean, I so for for Logan CV, it's kind of interesting because like he is a dirt driver. Well, Max, Max is, is a dirt driver. Max too. has done both, so it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, what we do there and and how he does in that Nice Motorsports, I w- it wouldn't surprise me at all to see him contend for the win. I think Max is that good. Duh. We'll talk more about that this uh, as we continue with the show. We got Will Rogers here, all kinds of 
Good stuff going on here on the Stock Car Show tonight. You are listening to us live courtesy of HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsports safety, and we will be right back on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schrope Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, is a lung disease that robs people of their ability to breathe. As many as 24 million Americans suffer from COPD, also known as chronic bronchitis or emphysema, and half of them don't know they have the disease. If you or someone you love is over 35 and has smoked more than 100 cigarettes in their lifetime, visit driveforcopd.org and take the screener, then take that to your doctor. I'm Jeff Stoltz, and I drive for COPD. Hi, this is Austin Terrio, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. 
going to throw this plea out again. Please, someone, find that boy a big sponsor and put him in a car in one of the three national series. He deserves the opportunity, does Austin Terrio. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show here on Spreaker in the Performance Motorsports Network. Tom Baker, Cisco Scaramuza, Jacob Seelman, Chris Murdoch, our producer, Randy Miller, and our special guest, Will Rogers, hanging out with us. And uh, we've got a couple of other guests coming up here a little bit later on in the program. We were talking Eldora, and we started to talk about Max McLaughlin. For those of you who don't know who Max McLaughlin is, Max is the son of Mike Magic Shoes McLaughlin. Uh, Of course, Mike got his start up in the Northeast in New York State, where I grew up and I had the pleasure of watching Mike all the way through his career up there in the dirt modifieds, the super modifieds, the NASCAR type modifieds. Then, of course, he came down here and uh, was a huge uh, success in the Bush series and worked for Joe Gibbs Racing for quite a while until um, now Max, his son, is racing. And Max has actually kind of done it backwards. He started um, down here in North Carolina, of course, and ran uh, Outlaw Carts at Mill Bridge and has done a little bit of, of modified-type racing down here and then went up north back to the central New York area and got in the big block uh, cars and has been running very well up there. And now he's coming back down here to run a truck and getting his start on a dirt track. Do not underestimate uh, magic shoes max mclaughlin little uh, little, little magic, magic little magic yeah um don't underestimate little magic because i'll tell you what that boy can drive i don't think it's going to take him too long to get used to the truck it wouldn't surprise me at all to see him no. up contending for the win i'm not worried about it i'm i'm i know how much he haunts i racing too which <laughs> is at yes. least going to give him a, a little bit of the driving feel that he's looking for before he ever hops in it i know he's spent as much time as he can in the nice motorsports shop getting ready for this deal when he's not of course running the big block up in uh, new york there in the northeast and he has come so close to a tour win on the super car series it's been almost painful i was thinking the same thing yeah it hurts to watch because it does he's going to get a a, just a whisker whisker yeah which speaking of the tour not our usual wheelhouse but can we give some mad props to brett hearn for winning uh the hundred lapper the other night the ultimate outlaw 100 because a it's my show we can do what we want but then b um it ties because Many years ago, Brett had his own run in the Bush Series he down here. But um, Brett is is just scary good in the big blocks. That, that of course, his wheelhouse for all the years that he's been racing pretty much. And, uh, you know, he's now one of the wily old veterans. But, boy, he can still get it done. He's not a guy that you say, well, mm-hmm. he's out there, but he's, no. you know, past his prime. When the car's right, Brett Hearn still races for the win. That was cool to see him get back to victory lane. I want to go back to Will Rogers, who's, I think, <laughs> we're probably lulling him to sleep a little bit over here. <laughs> but I, I want to talk to you about this year's West race at Sonoma as opposed to last year's battle with Kevin Harvick. You mentioned the competition earlier in this show when we were talking, and the caliber of drivers you had to beat this time, okay, there wasn't necessarily a cup champion involved in that mix but aside from you, there were four Cup Series regulars right behind you chasing you all the way to the flag to have guys like Eric Almarola, a couple of young guns like William Byron, Eric Jones, Daniel Suarez. I mean, 
this was a loaded field, and yet here you are again, finally getting the win that eluded you. Had to be really, really cool. It was really cool. Don't forget Alex Bowman, too. Yeah, that's right. I Uh, knew there was one I was missing. Unfortunately, I think he was going to be my biggest competition of the race after things, you know, went through the the pit cycle, and and he was able to restart up near near me. Unfortunately, he had a... motor issues a lot throughout the weekend actually i think they blew a motor in practice and in the race so wow it was kind of kind of rough um on that end so unfortunately didn't get to go toe-to-toe with him but uh differences yeah definitely had some different kind of talent different mm-hmm. eyeballs on the race this year um kevin of course like you said he's a cup champion he's been racing at sonoma forever um he's got a lot of laps around that place and then he's all obviously got the confidence you know so when he went into it he did not qualify in the poll last year. He qualified sixth. I qualified in the poll, and that kind of caught me off guard a little bit. But then now looking back at it, I think he was smart. He just kind of took it easy, and, and he actually controlled the race exactly how he wanted to. And when he ultimately got around us, that's when I really started learning my lesson. And I think everything I learned last year from him, I took into this year. So even though we had guys like Alex Bowman and Daniel Suarez and Eric Jones in the race, um, and Eric Almirola for that matter, um, mm-hmm. I guess I'll say William Byron too. He was pretty good. <laughs> but, so there's a lot of guys, but but even though I had those guys, I now had the confidence. I think that Kevin taught me last year, and you know, pretty much focused on not making the mistakes I made against him last year, and and running my own race and and controlling the race. I was gonna. That was gonna be my next question. Was did you learn the skills you needed to control the race this time around from having to chase Kevin and figure out what he did last year? Yes, definitely. I think that towards the end of the the last segment there, we would have had a very similar race as to last year if I hadn't had that experience. As in, I would have probably battled with Eric Almirola. Um, I don't know if I would have gotten around him, but we would have been very evenly matched. But because Kevin taught me what he did last year, we were able to pass him right away and walk away. All right, so different vein a little bit. What was it like to have William as a teammate in the Jefferson Pitts stable this year compared to having Kevin in that position last year? I think it was pretty cool. I mean, William Byron, he's one of the biggest names in the sport now, taking over for the 24 car. I mean, that's that's a pretty big deal. Um, he's an ultra nice guy, by he the really way. Is. I mean, yep. super genuine. Got to spend a little bit of time with him and just chatting. And actually, a funny thing, uh, I taught him a little bit of something in turn 11. <laughs> he, uh, he was struggling a little bit. He was driving it kind of tight, and I, I kind of said to him, hey, man, just roll it through there. Don't drive it tight. And he instantly found, like, three tenths, and I was like, oh, shoot. I instantly- <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to tell him anything No more, more help for you. No, for sure. But So he's a quick study, as everybody knows. But, but really nice guy. Um, obviously really knows his craft really well. Um, but having him compared to Kevin, it was kind of like a more – comfortable scenario where where I kind of knew where Williams mm-hmm. ability and, and history and, and talent level was as opposed to Kevin because well, Kevin's such a such a you know a, a giant in the sport it's a know? flip-flop yeah. because when you were teammates with Kevin basically you were the student more or less even though you already had a, a good skill yeah. set on the work you know you you aren't teaching Kevin Harvick but with William Byron, you like you said, you got to actually – it kind of flipped, and you got to be yeah. the, you became the mentor. The mentor. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I, you know, I don't want to say I became the mentor because the guy's ultra-talented too. I mean, not, not to say that I gave him anything that, that helped him um, do really well in the race, but it was more of a comfortable teammate scenario where I could just go talk to him candidly. Um, plus, he was a little less busy than Kevin last year, so I got, <laughs> I got sure. a little bit more time to yeah. just kind of converse and, and talk about the race cars and stuff. So 
Um, that was kind of what it was like. So I enjoyed being teammates with him, um, and I hope to maybe be teammates with him again soon. I know it's been different because you mentioned having the full West schedule a year ago, and now this year transitioning to just part, you know, select races mm-hmm. in K and N and select races right now in ARCA. But I look at you, and you seem more content and more comfortable with your position right now than I think we've ever seen you. And I'm curious why that is, because I know you'd, you know, if if you could be, you'd like to be out there every single week running anything you can. But yeah. it just seems you've really found a comfortable place right now with where you're at. I, I think um, actually I had a so I had dinner with my buddy Ryan Vargas last night, and uh, we were talking about. Well, actually, I was kind of making the joke about Sonoma. Now that I've won Sonoma, the one race that I wanted to win, what do I do? Like, like I'm kind of <laughs> just like there's not much afford. Not to say that I'm not looking forward to anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not working hard for anything. But you're right. I, I kind of feel like I found my place right now this year. Um, I've accepted the fact that we're not running seasons for ch- or we're not running full seasons for for championships. Um, and we're kind of just getting the experience and then achieving some of the goals that I've wanted to over the years. So I'm kind of comfortable where I am now. Um, looking six months in the future, I don't think I'll be as comfortable because mm-hmm. that's really where hopefully I'll be in a full ride scenario and we could try to contend for a championship or learn more. But right now, um, I'm very fortunate to be where I am. Got a lot of good supporters, so I'm pretty content where I'm at right now. We'll uh, step aside when we come back. More with Will Rogers and much more to go. We've got more special guests to come as we approach hour number two of the Stock Car Show. You're listening live on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. Everywhere you go, you hear it and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in, you need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click CSB. RadioTV.edu. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. 
What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Ben Rhodes, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. Starting third. Ben Rhodes, bringing us back to the next segment of the show and racing in the truck race at Kentucky at the exact same time. Yeah, how do you do he that? He is amazing, that Ben Rhodes. He's talented. Very talented. In, 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 look for him inside row two here in about 30 seconds. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be there. We talked about earlier. Uh, it's going to be a fun race at Kentucky here this evening for the truck series as we continue uh, talking here and talking with Will Rogers. And I know, Jacob, you wanted to ask Will about uh, his marketing partner of this season, Dry Dean. And I'm kind of curious myself because I love what they're doing. right I now. do love what they're doing, not just on the pavement side, but also on the dirt oh, yes. side. For those who haven't paid attention, Dry Dean chop, Performance chop. Lubricants has backed both Will in his racing endeavors so far this season. They've also played a big part in shark racing and uh, Logan Schuhart's team with the World of Outlaws this season. But for you, uh, most prominently on the ARCA Racing Series car that you've driven with Ken Schrader Racing. And as you and I were talking during the last break, this is big for them. In addition to you, they didn't have a motorsports program seven months ago. This, so this is all new, and it's gotten really big really quickly. It definitely has, and and what 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 I will say is is the outlook on the program has gotten really big really quickly. Um, and first of all, I'm very fortunate to be aligned with PPC Lubricants and Dryden, uh, PPC Lubricants being the parent company, and uh, and I believe Logan is too. Logan's a great guy. He's got a great team. Um, I got to meet him a few months ago uh, when they were in town for the Charlotte. Um, World of Outlaw Race. So it's a really great group of people there, and, and they're from Dryden's neck of the woods. Uh, PPC Lubricants is based in Jonestown, Pennsylvania, yep. and I believe Logan is from some town near Hanover. there. Yeah, he's, Hanover. I was going to yes. say, he's just outside. Yep, so so that makes sense. Uh, they're, they're close by. I'm kind of the, the fish out of water when it comes to where I'm from and mm. everything because I'm all the way as, as west as you can go. But uh, obviously, being down here in Charlotte now, focusing on racing. But uh, but yeah, very fortunate to be with with Drydeen. And um, when it comes to their program, like you elaborated to, they weren't around seven months ago. So what happened was I had a connection and and to to Drydeen, and, and we had an opportunity to approach them for a partnership, and they were all about it. Uh, Drydeen as as a brand when they originated, they. Started in in the town of Baltimore. Um, I can't remember how many years ago, but the company is almost over a hundred years old. Yeah. Um, but through its through its period of, of life, uh, from from the time it was started up until I want to say twenty five years ago or so, I don't know the exact math. You're close. Um, they were they were a, a force to be reckoned with in the um, in the Mid Atlantic and the Northeast for all of their products, and they were acquired by Castrol. Yeah, uh, Castrol wasn't selling any GTX product in the area, and Trident was selling off the shelves just like crazy. So they obviously had to buy out their competition to to hopefully get a step up on them. Um, so at that point, Trident kind of got phased out. Unfortunately, Castrol needed to uh, needed to take over the market, and they successfully did by just pretty much taking them off the shelves. So uh, for about twenty five years or so. 
the brand hadn't been around, but Dave Klinger, the president of PPC Lubricants, saw the opportunity to acquire the Drydeen brand because nobody was doing anything with it and said, that's going to be our flagship brand. We're going to see a lot of promise from that. That's going to be the future of our business. So uh, he had the opportunity to uh, take advantage of that. And about that was about two and a half to three years ago. And now a motorsports program in that time has uh, has emerged and, and it looks awesome. And I'm pretty sure because I, I remember Don Smile telling me this story about Drydeen. And I'm pretty sure Don said that back before PPC acquired it, back in the day, so to speak, it was actually Dryden. Yes. Yeah, it was Dryden Lubricants originally, and now they put an E on the end of it. I'm not really too sure if it was just wanting to sort of freshen it and rebrand it, sort of like putting a different swoosh on a logo or whatever, but yeah. it's Dryden now. Well, th- there are a few reasons for that as the truck race starts right in front of us, by the That's way. That's great. Yeah, uh, we love it. No, Gregson's still out in the lead there, but... Uh, Yes, Dryden had been transitioned to Dryden, and I think for a few reasons. I actually had this conversation with Dave Klinger uh, when we, as there's a truck going around on the first lap, and the caution comes out. Naturally. But anyway. Keep us updated. Will, I love it. I'll stop. uh, I'll I'll (laughs) let Kevin Harvick do his job. He's up in the booth there tonight. But. Oh, that's uh, fun. Yeah. (laughs) But but Dryden was transitioned to Dryden, and I think for a few reasons, Dave Klinger explained to me, um, companies like Valvoline, the they have this kind of you know term that that sounds like oil. I don't know, ah, Dryden, okay. Valvoline. They sound similar. Okay, and it was also a way to kind of differentiate themselves from what the brand yeah, used to be saying, yeah. kind of a into re- what they yeah. are now. So yeah. it kind of rebranded them and gave them the opportunity to just kind of be a little more um, unique, I guess you could say. And uh, and so far it's been it's been great. They can't keep the product on the shelves, so that's it's, that's it's a good been a problem really good to have. Thing. And, Great uh, problem to have. And, and you mentioned marketing partner. They certainly are a big marketing partner with us, but we're also business partners. We're working extremely hard. My, my managing partner and I, uh, we work extremely hard on finding a way to sell more product for them, not only through the advertising and marketing phases, but connecting them with viable business that could utilize their products and such. Well, yeah, and of course, um, I use marketing partner instead of sponsor Sure. <laughs> differentiated as yeah, because it is a business partnership. It I mean, really is. You know, yeah. you you when when you have companies that are part of a race team, you know, I I, I like to tell everybody that sponsorship is I'm going to you know bowl for cancer. Do you want to sponsor me at two cents a pin? Exactly. You know, this is a two way deal, so it's a partnership. So um, the, therefore, the, marketing partner, or as you say, business partner in this case. Exactly. The way that I like to put it is sponsorship. It's almost I know n- nobody can see me right now, but but if you put your hand out flat, it's almost like this is a sponsorship asking for, for right. money. If your hand was straight up and down for a handshake, that's what a partnership is. Perfect. That's there the way go. that I believe. That's a great – so, I'm going to steal that for the kids I coach. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> give that a shot. See if it helps them a little yeah. bit. I'll give you credit. But, Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. But, but you're right. <laughs> I mean it's all about partnerships nowadays, and I think a lot of my generation doesn't really know how to grasp that. Or right. Or they, they haven't been willing to grasp it. Um, I had a, a podcast the other day with Op Axis, actually, the guys who paint my helmets, and, and Greg Stumpf and I were talking about this, and, and what I really equate it to is a mindset. A lot of guys my age or in my position, they kind of have this mindset of, this isn't my ter- interpretation, by right. the way, I want to be a race car driver, and all I have to do is show up at the racetrack, right. do my job yep. on the racetrack, and then I can do whatever the heck I want off. And yeah. and. I don't believe that's true unless you're in the, the specific situation that some are. Um, for for me, it, I need to have a head on my shoulders 24-7, and I need to be thinking about my business. That's um, correct. It's it's not 
all about setting a fast. It's called time. being professional. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess you could say yeah. that for sure. Amateur so, in so some cases. Mindset is definitely something that that I take seriously, and I think my my partners, such as Dryden and Kelly Benefit Strategies, and and others, they've seen that, and I mm-hmm. think that's really a value that I've brought to the table, and that's a reason why. Uh, Dryden is probably one of the biggest sponsors in the ARC series right now, and they're recognized as, as a big supporting partner. Are, are you looking to take them with you as you climb the ladder? It sounds like you're forming a relationship that you hope will go beyond this, this series. That's certainly my hope. I mean, the, the partnership landscape nowadays, is, as a lot of people know, it's, very, it's a very tricky thing. So um, when it comes to dollars and cents and then also, also opportunities – all of that stuff is going to have to kind of align and, and sure. make sense to, for everybody, not only on my end, but their end too. Um, but that's certainly my hope. I think that we've made the right strides to retain them as a partner, um, and I think that, that they feel the same way and, and we'll, we'll hopefully move up. I can't tell you what that's going to be at this point because sure. we haven't even had those discussions. Um, but, but hopefully as we start to progress, they'll be with us for a long time. So on the ARCA side, completely unrelated to the, to the whole partnership aspect, but – Going back to uh, earlier when we were talking about uh, mentors, you had one last year in Kevin Harvick at Sonoma. This year, with your ARCA races, you get to drive for one of the most fun team owners there is. We've asked a few people this before. uh, Matt Tift comes to mind as driving that 52 ARCA car in the past. Mm -hmm. I asked him once, but what's it been like from your shoes to drive for Schrader and to soak up everything that he has to offer? Um, soaking up everything that he has to offer, I don't think that I've got like a wealth of knowledge yet. <laughs> um, you probably had a wealth of a good time, though. I've right? had a wealth of a good time and a wealth of stories. I can tell you that for sure. And, I, and I'm fresh into this thing. Uh, Austin Terrio, I'm sure, has a lot more feedback right. for you. Um, but being around Kenny, I think one way I could say it is it's just cool. Like you feel like yes. a cool guy on the block because. Kenny is who he is and he's just a cool cat, you know? So, um, as far as, you know, teaching me how to be on the racetrack and when it comes to business and everything, I can't tell you that he's been my number one go-to guy, but, (laughs) but, but for being a racer and for being just like cool, I guess, like, like he's kind of, kind of that guy that, that you could look up to. And, and obviously he knows what he's looking at. He knows what he wants. He's a winner. So, so that's a really cool thing to be around, um, Kenny, you know, with it's and, the uh, it's, it's, it's the mannerisms time. and the attitude. It sounds yeah, like. exactly. It, it's it's definitely the attitude. It's not necessarily all the education that I yeah. get. But yeah, it, but it's the understanding of you know kind of kind of how he works and how I got to be on his race team. Well, I, I've heard ahead. Kenny equate this a few times to uh, some of the drivers he's given some pointers to on the dirt side. He says, "I'll teach you, but you know how I'm going to teach you." I'm going to teach you by beating you first. (laughs) Well, the the, the great Ken Schrader story for me was Carl Edwards when he first was negotiating with Roush, and Roush put the contract in front of him. Carl said it was like 80 pages or something. He said, I I didn't understand any of it. So he calls Kenny, and he says, geez, I'm looking at this contract. I don't understand hardly anything in it. You think I should sign in? Kenny says, well, you got anybody else that's offering you an 80-page contract that you can't understand? He said, no. He said, then you better sign it. (laughs) (laughs) That's about... (laughs) That's about how every lesson goes with Kenny that I've learned. (laughs) The rest, as they say, is history. He kind of lets you figure it out, but in a very... very much that kind yeah. of way. Yeah. Like, don't be an idiot. Yeah. Just do it. You probably yeah. ought to sign it. <laughs> it's pretty, it was, uh, yeah. yeah, Kenny is definitely one of the great um, 
characters that's yes, ever come along yes, in, in motorsports. And, and and Schrader, too, and everybody else at KSR. Yes. I mean, they're, they're a bunch of characters. Um, Donnie Richardson, he's his own character, very smart and – an articulate guy, yet he's still got a little bit of his southern kind of kind of way of going yep. about stock car racing. Uh, Matt Weber's over there now, and he's a very much more like a technical guy, and he's been at many different race teams in the last few years, and I think he's being able to take a lot of things and help us there. And then uh, guys who, who, if you're in the Arca Garage, you'll know who he is, and he goes by McLovin. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yep. Sean, Sean Eaton, uh, who they call at the race shop Hootie, so he's got a lot of different names. Uh, he's he's definitely one of those characters and uh, and a few of those other guys. It's it's a really neat atmosphere. Kenny's got a good group of people. So Watkins Glen, we know first weekend in August. Get everybody else up to speed. What else is on tap for this for you the rest of this year that's confirmed so far? Two races. So it's Pocono Raceway coming okay. up here in the Arca Series. Uh, I believe that's July 27th, and then the weekend following, which is Watkins Glen. Watkins Glen. So, uh, Are you working on anything else? Uh, we're Fingers always working, crossed. man. <laughs> <laughs> always working. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, there are several different opportunities that I've been working for. It just comes down to, uh, again, dollars and cents mm-hmm. and trying to figure out who wants to logistically – be the right fit for us at those races. I think not, not to harp on it too much, but a lot of guys in my position, they, they don't really look at sponsorship from a business perspective and a partnership perspective as in you each have to find your value, you know, 50, yep. 50. Yep. Um, it's not throwing a sticker on a race car anymore and expecting Ooh. for, for somebody to pay an absurd amount of money for that. Mm-hmm. Um, if it doesn't make sense, like it's not in their target market and it doesn't benefit their objectives, then there's no point in asking for the money and you're probably not going to get the money. So when it comes to future opportunities for me, that's what's really coming down to is, okay, who can I work with that's going to make sense? With that, we step aside. When we come back, we got a couple of young brothers to talk to, a couple of California junior late model drivers, Tanner and Tyler Reif, going to join us on the Stock Car Show. This may be their first national radio appearance, so this should be fun. We'll be back with the second hour of the show right after this on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. (laughs) My mommy. Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. 
The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication, but it's those tough choices that helped me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Timmy Salamito, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show here on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. Tom Baker, Cisco Scaramuza, Jacob Seelman, all around the round table, along with Chris Murdoch, our producer, Randy Miller, and our special guest has been Will Rogers. We are definitely excited to have him with us again tonight he's always an entertaining interview and we talk with now a couple of brothers from the west coast uh, california specifically who are competing in a class that most of you may not be familiar with unless you've been watching a lot of mav tv and have seen uh seen them run on there it's the junior late model class they run at Madeira Speedway out in California exclusively. It's the only track where this class competes, and the age limits go from 10 to 15. And we've got um, a couple of the uh, racers from that series. Tanner, who is third in points right now, and uh, Tyler, who is fifth in points in that particular series. Guys, welcome to the show, and I'm going to start with Tanner uh, talk about how old you are and talk about your background in racing, how you got started. Hi. Yeah, I'm excited to be on the show. Uh, I'm 12 years old, and we're actually from Las Vegas, Nevada. Okay. And it's a, it's a joy race in the, series, in, uh, in the series, and it's just uh, really fun, and they're really fast cars for really young kids, 10 through 16. It's it's really fun just to be racing them, and they're doing a great job over there. Yeah, they really do. I, I like the series a lot, to be honest. I think it's a great format um, and an excellent opportunity for some of you guys who may be a little bit ahead of your age group and, and have that kind of maturity and skill set to be able to jump into a bigger car, but do it with other kids your age so you're not racing against adults so early on in your uh, transition there uh tanner tell or tyler i should say talk about uh how you got started what made you uh excited about racing how old you are and all of that hi guys so i'm very excited to be on your show thank you for having me today and um i started racing because my bro my brother always watched my he was just my grandpa used to be big name in sprint cars so my brother was like, oh, that's cool. I want to race. So he, I went to his races all the time, and I thought it was really cool. I was like, Dad, can I get a race car? So he said, yeah. And we just started off from there, and we started getting bigger and bigger. And just it was a lot of fun, and we just went. And then we're just trying to go to NASCAR now. 
See, I don't know, Cisco. When I see when I was really young, I said, "Dad, could you get me a bicycle or could you get me a big wheel?" And Cisco, yeah. now these kids are asking for actual race yeah. cars. I wanted an Xbox when I was yeah. a kid. But uh, <laughs> Tanner and Tyler, I mean, you guys being from the Las Vegas area, um, do do the Bush brothers? Is that any inspiration for you at all? Yeah, we're like the Bush brothers. The young one's better, and the older one just. That's pretty good. (laughs) That was that was the greatest response. Okay, so so here's what just happened here. We threw shade at Kurt Bush and Tyler threw shade at his older brother at the same time. That was that was a good uh, double word score. Yeah, Yeah, that was a double word score on Scrabble there, Tyler. I'm impressed. Okay, so so if you say you're better than your brother, tell me why. Um, it, it just shows. Exactly, right. Well, wait a minute. Hold, hold on now. Hold, hold on a second. He's third in points and you're fifth. If, he, if you're better, how come it's not the other way around? I'm a better racer. He has more experience. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, he's got talent. this all figured out already. Yeah. Uh, wow, this is great. Okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, he's he's got it. See, he's what he's saying is I have actually more natural ability but he's he got a head start on me right. so yeah okay i got yes. you okay so <laughs> i'm going to i'm going to ask tanner and then i'll 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 ask you tyler the the same question who is your favorite driver in nascar uh currently my favorite Na- uh, nascar driver cup series uh is uh kevin harvick not even see, not even a Bush brother in the mix. There, you see, that's yeah. how the. That's how about you, Tyler? Are you gonna? Are you a Bush brother uh, fan, or who's your favorite? I used to like Kyle Bush, and then he got a little cocky. That's probably gonna be me. But now I like Kyle Larson. Okay, well, you see, well, you kept the name anyway. Oh, you got to just change the last name. Wow, okay, Kyle Bush got a little cocky. Well, wait a minute, didn't you just say that you were better than your brother in that cocky? Yeah, I'm. I still am, and, I, and I'm going to be talking. <laughs> <laughs> he he's got a strong resemblance to to also fellow Las Vegas Nevada, or, uh, native Noah Gregson. I think you've got a little bit yeah. of a uh, you know, you a little pep in your step when Noah it comes talk, to being. Yeah, Noah talks the talk and walks the exactly, walk. Exactly, exactly. Just so you guys know, that voice is Will <laughs> yeah. Rogers, who's one of uh, the the West Coast racers, who's now in the Arca series, and Will is joining us in the studio tonight. So uh, I, I'm impressed, guys, for sure. But uh, but yeah, the younger guy, you sound like you've got a little more. A little more talent, at least that's what you're telling us. So uh, keep it up, bud, for sure. He's definitely got maybe a little more confidence than his oh. brother. That's uh, that that's Co- confidence. Confidence is definitely important. I mean, I mean, your older brother said that uh, his favorite driver is Kevin Harvick. Uh, he's definitely my favorite driver in the Cup Series because Kevin's taught me a lot, and what he's taught me is confidence. So. Um, if you guys can can definitely have that and build upon it, it, it definitely helps a lot when you get to the higher if level. If you guys remember at Sonoma last year in the K and West race, Kevin Harvick beat Will Rogers, and that's yeah, why. Bring that one up. Just yeah. <laughs> well, salt right there well, in the I'm, wounds. I'm making the point that that's how Will and Kevin kind of. Hey, but he, ca- he a, came back and showed him showed him how to do it this year. Yep. yep and yep. and uh, and Kevin's kind of taken you under his wing a little bit because of that. Yeah, I mean, you could say he's been uh, a l- more or less a man tour uh just when i get to the racetrack uh, he's definitely somebody i can lean on um and then when it comes to the business side too he's helped me out with that so 
yeah, my advice to you guys is is build the confidence, obviously build the experience. Um, understand your your sport though from a from a racing on track perspective, and it's never too early to start learning a little bit about how the sport works behind the scenes too. Um, so, but but when you get the opportunity to lean on somebody like Kevin Harvick or or a Bush brother or somebody like that, take take advantage of it because they'll teach you a lot. Yeah. yeah. Now, guys, I'll, I'll ask Tanner this: um, for those who have never seen the junior late model class at Madeira, talk a little bit about what it's like to race one of those cars and what it's like to race the track. Because I I have been to Madeira for some open wheel racing in the past, but it's a fun little it's a fun little boring. All right, so it's actually a great class. Uh, Kenny Shepard's done a great job making it, and he's just built a very great program with the car how young you can be and we really have no idea how we got the drivers to be so young but with the uh, 3,000 pounds 500 horsepower they're really fast and it's crazy there's great competitors and the great series Talk a little bit about uh, how you started, because you guys started, I think, what, in quarter midgets out there, and then you eventually transitioned into the junior late models. Tanner, what was that like to go from a quarter midget? Now, I know, um, I think Tyler said he raced some mini cups. Did you Did you also run mini cups as a between step? Uh, no, I didn't run mini cups when I was younger. Uh, I went from quarter midgets for eight years to junior late models. Wow. And... Uh, Tyler, like you said, he he says he's a better driver, but that means he just he just has cars that are completely set up because I paved the way for him. I got junior late model setups. I got every car that he's run has a setup that I've made. So you did all the work, and he's just reaping the benefit. Yeah. Okay, now we're understanding this <laughs> yeah. a little bit we've, better. We've got the full story now. Yeah. See, there's two sides to every story. Now that we've we've heard them both. Okay, so um. Before we go any farther, I'm going to give each of you a chance, one at a time, we'll start with Tanner, to give some shout-outs to whoever you'd like to thank for kind of helping you make this happen. Uh, well, PGC uh, is a great company, and my grandpa, he makes all the nice bolts. Like, he did the, he redid the Statue of Liberty when they redid it. Uh, they got uh, Boulder Boats, a great online company for boats. If you're looking to buy a boat, that's the place to go. Uh, uh, the Hampton Institutes in California, they help us when we're staying the night in Madeira. Excel Suits, they make great suits. I love the look of their suits. Uh, Tony Jackson, he's a great crew chief. He helps us with their cars. And Buddy Shepard, he, he's the best spotter I could ask for. Okay, uh, Tyler, who would you like to thank for helping uh, your racing to happen? Um, I would like to thank... Undaunted Apparel the most because they make amazing hats, clothing for us, and they're just a huge help. And now they got their kids in the quarter midgets, and we're trying to help them out now. And then GSM Graphics for making our car look beautiful and make it go in 60 miles per hour, look like 60 miles per hour when it's standing still. And Driven Steering Wheels for great steering wheels. SST Silver State Trucking. He's like a long lifelong friend almost and he he has a trucking company he's a great guy also a neighbor, neighbor of ours my mom and dad for helping us giving all the money to pay for our late models our gear everything 
Okay, uh, you guys have done so well here that we're actually going to hold you through this break. Just sit tight where you are. We're going to step aside. We got to take a break. We come back around the other side of the break. We'll talk to you a little bit more. All right. All right. Okay. Thank okay. Thank so, so uh, <laughs> we're going to hold the Wright brothers through the break. We'll pick them up on the other side. You're listening to the Stock Car Show presented by our good friends at HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsports safety. Find them on the web at HMSMotorsport.com. We would be back around the turn on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, I'm Brandon McReynolds, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. It says something about our musical taste yes. when we go from Jim Croce to Metallica in two consecutive But with re-entries. Brandon McReynolds, too. I mean, Brandon yeah. McReynolds, yeah, that was perfect. Does he Brandon. know that his intro's linked up with some Metallica? I don't know. we got to get him back in the studio. It's been a while That'd since we've talked with Brandon on the show. We need to get him in here one night. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show here on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. Tom Baker, Cisco Scaramuza, Jacob Seelman, Chris Murdoch, and we've got uh, Randy Miller behind the glass, punching all the right buttons tonight and trying 
trying to keep control of the show. Will Rogers has been kind enough to uh, grace us with his presence for the entire show so far. <laughs> we haven't scared him off yet, so that's a good sign. Hey, that's the key word. We, we were wild the first time we had him in. I think if we didn't scare him off after that yeah. one, we're good. Yeah, he actually agreed to come back, so we did something right. And we've got a couple of Nevada drivers that we're talking to here uh, via the Race Chaser Skype line, Tanner and Tyler Reif, who both race in junior late models. I'm going to start with Tyler this time for this question. So you're, you're racing the junior late model now. What has been the biggest transition for you going from the mini cup that you raced to the junior late model? What, what, was, what was the biggest thing you had to deal with transition-wise? Um, so the mini cup was... You just kept it pinned and steered smoothly, and and it just it, like it was so easy to drive compared to late model. But now with the late model, you have to use brakes, gas, let off, set up the corner, set up passes. But with mini cup, you could just stay on the inside and like basically keep your momentum and pass everybody. So there's a huge difference. So I had a like it's a huge change still. Did the did the horsepower scare you at first, uh, Tyler? Um, not really. You just like to go fast, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, a lot. But did it feel that much faster, really? Because obviously it's so much of a bigger car in the way, you know, it steers compared to the Mini Cup. Uh, you know, it might not have felt like you were going as much faster as you actually were. Well, like, it doesn't feel as fast as when I first started off racing, which is the quarter midget, because it's. It's like the quarter midgets, there's a class called board formula and mod world formula. Yep. And it's you, you, you let off the gas, you use brake and everything. And I just felt like they were way harder to drive, actually, because you hit on the gas. And then if that rear end sticks, it's just really hard to drive. And it's like you really got to hustle it in all 40 laps. And you've got to be on the wheel the whole 40 laps. Yeah, the, the quarter midgets, definitely, you got to hustle and very quick reflexes, too. Okay, Tanner, you went straight from the quarter midget to the junior lane. How about you from a transition standpoint? That was a really big transition. Yeah, it was crazy uh, because when we started to race the juniors, uh, I it was it was a brand new thing. We were kind of just going to do it for fun. We were kind of going to go. We were thinking of going to the mini sprints, but uh, it turned out we were going to stay in juniors. But my dad wanted me to race quarter midgets and juniors. And after racing quarter midgets and then to a straight to the junior lights, it was such a big transition. We're like, we can't we can't run both. It's such a different car with the amount of power and uh, weight. With uh, three more feet to your right side, where in the quarter midgets you're you're driving straight in the yep. middle of the seat. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that that has to be difficult because it basically is two completely different approaches to driving a race car. It's almost like taking one brain out of your head and putting another one in, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so um, you've had a chance to race the juniors. Is this your first season or your second in juniors? This is my second season. Uh, last season, we were very st- just still getting used to the car, just figuring out how we, where we needed to run in, what setup we need to be running. But now we got the cars tuned up, we're running fast, and we're going to do good. Now, your cars, the juniors, are basically the same as the late model class itself. The, differ- the only difference is you're racing kind of in an enclosed environment just with kids your age, right? 
Yes, uh, you have to be 14 to race the open class. Okay. And the junior lights have a restrictor plate and a 6,000 RPM rev chip. Ah, okay. Okay, so they are restricted a little bit. But now, um, overall opinion of the class itself, do you feel like uh, after racing it for a year and a half or so, do you feel like uh, it's helping you to progress as a driver? Yes, I think it's doing uh, – Kenny's done a great job again. Uh, he set it up so, so great. Uh, I love racing the car. It's a great car to be running if you're trying to get into the the bigger stock cars, uh, running at bigger tracks. Uh, they run three tracks currently: Irwindale, uh, Madera Speedway, and uh, the Bullring in Vegas. Okay, uh, but it, you'd be different ages to run those tracks. It's but it's a blast though. Now you guys race together, obviously. Have you uh, have you ever have you ever? R- wrecked together is one of you ever wrecked the other you ever had a time when two of you got together on the track at any level we haven't uh wrecked yet but uh back in the quarter midgets uh i had passed tyler and he kind of didn't give me enough room and we wrecked down the straightaway first and second that was a great time but uh, (laughs) at this last race race five out of nine at the junior late models gonna be on tv in a few months uh gives her back in delay, but, uh, I actually have to pass time for third place. Wow. So yeah, both of you doing really, really well. I was kind of trying to, to research some of the results and such. And I mean, you've got some, some really competitive drivers in that class. Obviously, Jesse Love, probably the, the driver that everybody keys on, but there are a number of young drivers in that division that are really, really good and it's not an easy class to finish well in. So, you know, if you guys can finish on the podium or in the top five, you're doing really good. And, and Tanner. Yes, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of great competitors. Uh, everyone's doing a great job. Uh, I don't know what else to say. There's a, there's a lot of great kids racing this class. And so, so Tanner, it sounds like you, you mentioned this a little while ago before the break. Uh, your spotter, Buddy Shepard, um, he's a good buddy of mine. Uh, no pun intended there, but he's been a <laughs> teammate of mine uh, at he's JPR a few times. Um, really good guy, obviously a really great racer. It sounds like you're getting some good advice from, from you know, the, the past-gen guys that, that have raced in that class. Yeah, he's a great driver coach. When, we, when, he, uh, when my uh, previous uh, spotter quit, uh, Buddy was there taking the place, and we had kind of befriended him before that. And when the curve started, I talked to Buddy, and he's like, I'm like, Buddy, you're a great driver coach. You need to work on your spotting. What was the problem? What did you think you needed to work on? Well, he just, it was just everyone's different on how their preference is. Like, he doesn't like anyone talking to him. And so he was being pretty quiet to me. I'm like, Buddy, yeah, talk up. I'm still pretty new to this. But he, he's helped me with my line. He's helped me with. Uh, setting up the car, he's helped my entire crew out, and he's really just helped us with the series. I, I could definitely see that. Buddy is definitely more of a soft-spoken guy and kind of kind of restrained as far as you know, saying something or not wanting to say anything out of turn or anything. But uh, but I, but I'm happy you guys are working well together. Uh, again, great guy. I'm sure he's going to teach you a lot. Here. It's kind of interesting yeah. too because you you know he brings up a point that not all drivers are the same when it comes to spotters. And, you know, here's Buddy as a driver preferred a spotter to kind of give him less information, apparently. And now as a spotter, you know, you kind of have to react to the driver you're spotting. So you ask, do you want more or less? 
Um, so it, it, it is interesting, Will. And I, I don't know what kind of spotters you prefer or who you've had to work with, but, um, you know, everybody's a little different in that, that category, aren't they? They, they definitely are. Uh, for me, it's been kind of a learning lesson trying to figure out what kind of spotter, what kind of feedback I want, really, because I am fairly new to stock car racing. Yeah. I only started racing stock cars about three years ago or so. So just trying to figure that out. But I've been fortunate to work with a lot of good guys. Uh, my spotter last year in Canaan, uh, West competition was Jason Jefferson. Uh, okay. Jason, obviously, he's a part of the Jefferson family, sure. the legends on the West Coast. Um, Jay really taught me a lot about not only development and, and needing to know what I needed on the radio. So transitioning into this year, I've been fortunate to work with guys like Rick Corelli and Tim Fidoa. Oh, wow. Uh, Rick two helps of the me, best. Two of the best, definitely. Rick helps me a lot on the Arca side, and I also work with Rocky Ryan as well. Uh, but Rick has really helped me a lot. Uh, when it comes to learning the exact feedback I need on the bigger tracks that we race in ARCA. Um, and I've had the fortune to run with Tim a few times, and he was actually with me for my win at Sonoma. So uh, definitely two of the best. I, I can't figure out who I want to work with more because they're darn good, and obviously they have quite the reputation, but I, uh, but good fits. I me. noticed you didn't mention Schrader as one of your spotters. Now that would be an adventure. Yeah, I so so the story <laughs> goes, I've never had Schrader as a, as a spotter, but... I've heard he's not a very good spotter because he tends to forget that he's spotting. And he he tends to start yelling or or maybe not even saying anything at all because he's watching the race. So I've heard heard some scenarios like that. So I've never said uh, to Donnie, my crew chief, hey, why don't we get Schrader on the top? Of the, uh, of it's the kind of there. the opposite. Can can you give Schrader <laughs> something to do while the race is going on? <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Well, guys, Tanner and Tyler, we appreciate you uh, taking some time to uh, come on and talk to us here. You guys killed it tonight. You did a great job, and uh, we'll definitely look forward to having you guys on again sometime shortly down the road here. Good luck with your junior late model racing at Madeira for the rest of the season. And for those of you in our listening audience. Just find Mav TV. They show those races on there, and you can catch Tanner and Tyler. You guys really did a great job. So uh, we look forward to talking to you again soon. Thank you for having us. Uh, We'd like to be on the show again. Yeah, thank you guys so much. We definitely will do that. We'll make sure that happens. That is uh, Tanner and Tyler Reifen. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got more of the Stock Car Show. J.P. Crabtree going to be talking with us. We're going to talk Super Cup Stock Cars for a little while here on the Stock Car Show, presented by HMS Motorsport on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. 
You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Cole Custer, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. We uh, pulled out all the West Coast re-entries, yeah, apparently. That, for that the, was about the for most the words I've heard Cole ever speak. <laughs> <laughs> Will Rogers, everybody. I'm joking. I'm joking. Cole's a great guy. I've had some great he conversations is. with we, him. We've had him on the show several times in here, and he's I, always a ball. I'm waiting to hear mine. You know, when am I going to hear my intro? Well, you, you, we got to get it. Uh, we got to get music behind it. So, oh, gotcha. Uh, hopefully, by the next time you come back, you'll have a couple more wins, and we'll have Sweet. the reentry set. Can I pick the music? Can, there you go. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll take suggestions. All right. All right. Okay. So, uh, we as we continue with the stock, <laughs> with the stock car round, show, yeah, it's a, uh, we'll uh, we'll circle back you, to you're that. just listening uh, to us do a little bit of business here. We'll, we'll uh, amongst ourselves, we'll come back to the show now. We'll introduce. J.P. Crabtree, who picked up the win in feature number two of the Super Cup Stock Car Series doubleheader at Jennerstown Speedway up in Pennsylvania this past Saturday night. I was up there and witnessed it. And, J.P., you had brake problems in the first feature, and you came back from the back in the second race and just smoked them. That was fun to watch. Yeah, that was uh, that was really cool to do, especially from... Um, losing brakes in the first race, and I felt like we had a pretty good car that we could have uh, at least competed for, you know, a top three position. Maybe not have the car to win because uh, I would say from the very first, from first practice and even on to the first race yeah. um, to the second race, the car was it was a completely different car because of the changes that we made, um, and it was just kind of one of those things. That in the in the race that I won. I wasn't even looking in the mirror. I was just so focused on what was ahead of me. I had no clue how far ahead I was from the field until after the race, and I was watching some of the videos. 
It uh, definitely was uh, a, an interesting night because um, Bob Schacht was so strong in the first race. She had a couple of cars that were really strong in race one. And then in the second race, it seemed like you were the strongest car. But at the same time, um, you had a, some misfortune for some of the other guys. Um, and it's just one of those situations where it all kind of came back to you in race two and uh, gave you just the right opportunity to go and just dominate the race. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't even know if I could have get the car dialed in like that again. It was just. It was kind of one of those things we hit the setup right on the head. Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely fun to watch. You did, did a great job. Jennerstown is is an interesting track for you guys, I'm sure, because it's kind of flat, but it's a big track, and it's like there are definitely two grooves you can run there if you can get your car working right. I think. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. I I, I wouldn't believe you before uh, you said it was a two groove track until this last race. Yeah, and it, it's not like you said you have to have the car hooked up and handling good where you can run the outside and the inside and especially with us having to come from the back of the pack uh handling was key um and and like you said the characteristics of the track it's um there's some bumps on the track that you, you really don't even see from just just looking at the track until you're actually up at speed Tim Western, uh, the western area of Pennsylvania, for those of you who've not been to Jennerstown, definitely uh, a track to go to, beautiful track, and they had a great crowd Saturday night. I was really happy to see the people come in and pack the place the way they did for you guys to run. Um, you know, it seems like the Super Cups are always good up there, and you've got two more races there this year. Are you going to run both of the upcoming race weekends there? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, we're definitely going to go to the two Jennerstown races that are left, um, especially with the way the car was handling. Yeah. Um, you know, it gives us a, a good opportunity to pick up a couple wins. And um, We're not really running for points right now, but um, every time you say you're not running for points, you end up running good. So right now we're leading in the North points, and then I think we're eighth in the overall points, and we've missed a couple of races. Um, so, yeah, I look forward to going back there. And, and Jennerstown, they do a, a great job of getting fans in there. And, and all the fans seem to enjoy all the racing, and that's something that you don't find very often is fans that are actually into the racing. Yeah, I was impressed. I haven't been to Jennerstown in about 25 years. Uh, and, you know, I'd only ever watched the Super Modifieds there. I'd never really seen a stock car class like the Super Cup Series uh, at that track but you guys put on a fantastic show and i just feel like uh i feel like the people really responded to that you've you, i was going to bring up the fact that you were leading the northern division it's it's interesting the way that uh joe schmeling does this because he's got a north and a south division even though there's kind of a limited number of shows but it gives you an opportunity uh, being from the midwest to just focus on the shows that are kind of closest to home for you and not it, it doesn't necessarily obligate you to run all the races if you don't choose to and you don't want to worry about the overall championship yeah, the overall goal really for us at the beginning of the season was to try to go for the overall points, but okay. just due to the um, work schedule and stuff like that, I, I wasn't able to get a couple of the races off, so that kind of put us out of the contention for it. But like you said, it gives us opportunity to run for the North points, so we're going to take full advantage of that. Super Cup's kind of an interesting series. It's it's it, it's almost a, 
a, a secret in some ways because you know it's it's not a series that a lot of people really know about but it, you've got some interesting names there i mean bob Schacht has run arca forever uh and has has made some starts in the bush series i think even in the daytona 500 a time or two you've got uh, guys like todd peck that run the series and even uh, brad teague has run some races in that series who who is well known for his starts in the, in the old bush series uh a number of years ago, just, you know, some real veteran drivers who are kind of coming together in the series really is designed to promote competition. And, you know, I noticed that even in the qualifying the other day, I mean, you had a couple of SP2 motors in there that uh, I probably would just as soon see them take out of the the, the equation. But um, for the most part, it seems like the majority of the field, pretty much within a tenth or two of each other, um, and 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 it's really a, a competitive kind of deal there. Yeah, in the last couple of years, the uh, com- uh, like the competition level has really spiked. Um, I mean, just from I ran the series um, a couple of years. Well, it's been maybe four years ago, yeah. and the competition from then to now is it's. I mean, you definitely have to bring your A game uh, if you want to run competitive because. You got a lot of guys coming in now with a lot of money, and like you said, the SP2. So if you don't have the horsepower like what they're putting out, you definitely have to be handling really good. Yeah, and and that's what's interesting too, because for example, the last two races they went from Midvale, which basically is you know I, I think I ate my Cheerios out of a bigger bowl this morning, the Midvale, and then you go to yeah. Jennerstown, um, you know, which is a big old half mile, so it does teach you to be good on a lot of different types of tracks. And I think on some of the smaller tracks that you guys run, you know, the horsepower, not quite so much of a factor there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's kind of like you said, I mean, if you got a lot of horsepower, you got to be able to put it down to the ground. And especially with you get on a half mile track, I mean, it gives you more room to get the horses running. So it kind of hurts us other teams that don't have the SPTs, but, We'll deal with it. <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean, I, I, I wonder, you know, as we go down the road, if uh, you might not see some changes in that situation there in the series. But you know, a good mix of kind of Canaan cars, Arca cars, and old um, Hooters Pro Cup cars, and you know, you got six hundred plus horsepower in these motors. It's really kind of an economical way for a driver like yourself to get some experience in a higher horsepower full size stock car. Um, and I know that you like to probably progress up the ranks a little bit. Um, talk a little bit about your background and talk about what your goals are for the future. Um, well, I started racing back and when I was five years old. Um, and I was in kid carts. And then from there, the NAS carts. And I ran them until I think I was about 11 years old. And okay. Dad told me, Dad told me, he said, if uh, you don't start working on that, you know, you're not racing no more. And, me as a kid, 11 years old, and I just kind of went out one in one ear, out the other, you know, and next thing I know, you, you sold the go-karts, and I was out of racing until I was, um, I think I was 14 or 15, and my, my little brother, my dad let him start running go-karts, and we had an extra one, and he told me, if you get that ready, you can go run it, and then the, I ran it, like, three races, and then the following year, which was 2011, I made my debut in uh, running street stocks um, here locally uh, in Indiana. And then from there on, uh, I believe the following year, I was my first year in Super Cup, and then here we are now. Well, so, and, 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 and then on top of that, you know, obviously the main goal for everybody is to make it, you know, as high up as possible. And, and NASCAR, I mean, that's, that was kind of been, always been my dream. And 
I mean, I, I'm seeing the way NASCAR is changing and stuff. And honestly, I, I've been kind of looking more to doing some open wheel stuff now here recently. Oh, really? So it, it, would that be like sprint car midget kind of stuff? Um, I, honestly, I, I would like to try to get into doing some, you know, uh, Pro Mazda or the Indy Light stuff and, and oh, kind of wow. go down the, the road of Indy. Just, I, I just kind of here recently just grown into liking those type of cars and, and the racing and, and just talking with some of the teams, you know, the teams tell me that, you know, we can, we have sponsors and they're looking more towards the, you know, do you have talent or not? And I like that, you know, that's how NASCAR used to be, but anymore, you got a, you got a big check, you can go run cup. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that, that is definitely uh, one of the issues of the day, for sure. Okay, uh, before we let you go, uh, talk about who helps you make your racing happen. Oh, yeah, I, I got to definitely thank my mom and dad. Um, they're a big help. Uh, my daddy helps me with anything I need when it comes to racing. And um, my sponsors, uh, Jim's Automotive, JR's Landscaping, USA Tire, um, The Man uh, Maintenance, and just just everybody that puts in hard work out here in the shop, and uh, my girlfriend and uh, Don Gannat Motorsports, and and Don Gannat, he's the one that lets me drive the Super Cup car. So thankful for for that, and uh, look forward to more opportunities with anybody else because I'll drive just about anything. There you go. That's the way to do it. Uh, definitely enjoyed meeting you on Saturday night. Congratulations on the win and look forward to seeing you at uh, the next Jennerstown show, if not before, JP. That is JP Crabtree, and we're going to step aside. When we come back, it is lightning round time, and we'll get an update on who's doing what in the Truck Series race at Kentucky. You're listening to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety right here on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. (laughs) My mommy. Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. 
Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. I'm Dalton Sargent, and you're listening to Race Talk on Performance Motorsports Network. It's amazing the talent these drivers have. We've had both Ben Rhodes and Dalton Sargent Bring us back from break tonight. All the while, they are actually over in Kentucky running the truck race at the same yeah, time. Yeah, Sergeant, Sergeant's believe. running in the top ten green flag, and he's bringing us back. Yeah. So. He was three wide a ago. Ben, ben was running in the top five as well, I think. Uh, here we uh, we definitely have got a good truck race going, and Parker Kligerman out front On at the tires. moment off of a two-tire pit stop. That's yeah. That's pretty doggone impressive. Okay, welcome back to the Stock Car Show. We are in our lightning round. Tom Baker, Cisco Scaramuza, Jacob Seelman, Chris Murdoch. We've got our special guest, Will Rogers, with us, and Randy Miller behind the glass as we close things out here for our final segment. I'm going to come back to Will here. You've been kind of keeping an eye on the Truck Series race as we've been continuing with the show Who's impressed you the most so far in this one? Parker Kligerman. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I mean, look at that. He's out front. It, he's, it is uh, amazing, isn't it? He's yeah. holding off Stewart. I think uh, whenever Parker gets an opportunity, it's a really cool thing. Obviously, he's had one half, heck of a career leading up to this point. Now he's kind of transitioned off into the broadcast scene. But whenever he gets the chance to get in the car, it's always cool to watch. And when he's with a team and in a truck that can – it seems like it can hold its own, at least on some new tires, and pull a good strategy. Um, it's pretty neat to see him lead in the truck race. He's already led, I don't know, seven laps or so since restart. Now transitioning into a lightning round. It's kind of not a lightning round question, but it's kind of a question for you, Will, because uh, I've been sitting on this because I, I saw on Twitter a couple of days ago that you got a, di- uh, a die cast made of your car, and I saw you retweet that. And that's got to be pretty cool to see in your shoes, almost like transitioning into other sports, them seeing their character in like a video game or something. It's got to translate to that. So talk about how that went and how cool it was to see your car in diecast form. It's really cool, but I will say real quick, I am now in a video game. Yeah, yeah there you go. Oh, that's, that's right. right. There, there you go. go. So you, you got, you, 
this this what's that? Are you is that Heat three? I think it's Heat three. We'll have I to, haven't we'll have to keep that it, in so. mind there, Tom. Yeah, for but some but stuff coming up through my NASCAR next um, program, or well, me being part of the program. All of the uh, nexters get to be in the newest. NASCAR so you've got video both game, boxes so. checked off now. You yeah. got your diecast, he, and you're in a video game. So. And he's in NASCAR. Heat. <laughs> there you go. You're making. Chris, it's... you were talking about that on Monday. So yeah. you've got Hendrick Motorsports on the cover and Will uh-huh. Rogers in the video. Yeah. Yeah. Can't get much better than that, can you? And Vargas is in the game. Oh again. yeah, Vargas, Vargas has made yes. the game too. So. Yeah. Uh, but it, no, it's pretty neat. Last year, actually, my first experience having somebody make a diecast of mine was mm-hmm. in the West Series. Yeah. So I think. When I saw it first, I was at Roseburg, or no, I'm sorry, Roseville, towards the end of the year, yeah. um, and a fan came up with a custom, old-bodied, red and black number seven stock car, and uh, he had me sign the hood, and it was wow. a really neat yeah. deal. Same guy actually came back to Sonoma this year and made a new body of the black and white number seven, or red and black number seven, sorry. So uh, same guy made him twice, uh, so it was awesome to... to have a fan come up and, and really embrace what you've done in the yeah. West or, or whatever you've done in the past. But then, yeah, a few days to a few days ago, to your point, having somebody make a new Dryden, uh, yeah. Ken Schrader Ford was pretty awesome. And the thing is pristine. Yeah, it, it looked really, really nice. nice. It looked really professional when so, I saw the picture. So instantly, my my uh, business manager and then also the brand uh, director at Dryden, they start talking like, okay, how do we get diecast? <laughs> how do we get more <laughs> of these? We need more of these. Yes. Yeah, because so yeah, they, they looked really good, like you said. They were really professional. They were. So so hopefully in the near future, we've been working on a merch line, and, and that's kind of taken a slow process as that's a little difficult to do with one brand to another and trying to figure out all the logistics. But hopefully within that, uh, within those logistics, we'll find a way to sell some diecasts. So speaking of of kind of gaming, are you a gamer? Are you going to get Heat Three and play play as yourself when you get <laughs> get there? I, by contract, am I supposed to say yes? Is that well, I don't, you I don't say know. anything you well, want? You can say anything. We you want, want honesty on yeah. this show. Well, honestly, I'm not that much of a gamer. Um, I I'm know, surprised. Yeah, no, I I don't really like to play I video games not. too much. When when it comes to like i racing though, like uh-huh. I enjoy doing that because it's definitely something that's going to help develop my career and and you get to learn new things about new racetracks and cars and things but when it comes to like i know noah being a buddy of mine he's so engulfed in Fortnite right yeah, now. yeah. And, <laughs> and months ago i had no idea what Fortnite was and i took a look at it and i was like i still ah, don't i don't even care i'm not doing any of that so, <laughs> see, i can see that Jacob, because will is a little older than a lot of the other guys i mean yeah. i think people People don't realize you're what twenty three. Twenty three. I'll be twenty three. Yeah. Year, yeah. So I mean, yeah. and you're you're a pragmatist. You're all a, you're all business. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, you're, it kind of makes me sound like a boring old guy. <laughs> but, but no, like like that's my focus right now. And when it comes to like video games and stuff, I I try to focus on what could I be doing right now as opposed to just like playing a video but game, hey so. maybe you can get the copy of it and just say hey yeah. i'm in this oh, game heck yeah. <laughs> getting the copy gonna, of it i was gonna say in heat three you know you have that contract mode where you take contracts you could fire yourself from your yeah you can fire yourself. yourself that's right there you I, go. I could go through the paces on the video game and know how to tackle all the obstacles in real life right yeah yeah, yeah there yeah, you go exactly. it's that realistic oh. right yeah. now now <laughs> speaking of, of 
tackling the obstacles in your life. You yeah. talked about iRacing and stuff, and I know a lot of guys are using that for sort of a help in, in the real-world racing. Do you use that? Do you translate any of the data you get from iRacing to what you do in the real car? I do, and I have. Um, unfortunately, since I moved to Charlotte, I haven't had the opportunity to set up my racing rig, um, mainly because I've been too busy with business <laughs> yeah. stuff. But, but, um, but I have had a few chances to get on it on other friends' systems yeah. and stuff. Um, but I've definitely taken it uh, to to use it to my benefit. I've learned racetracks because of it. I've learned more oval, I guess you could say, race craft mm-hmm. from from racing online with other people right. who are actually pretty good. Yep. Um, again, being that I'm so new to circle track racing, I need to be able to take as much as I could possibly get and then apply it to the real life uh, thing. So so it definitely helps. Yeah. I definitely well, lean on. I think it. it's something interesting. I racing one of the one of the interesting things to come out of that that people learn is restarts, how to do oval restarts. Because if you've never been on an oval track before, NASCAR rules are different than late models right. that are different yeah. than yeah. Yeah. Cars short or something. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it definitely helps when you learn all that stuff. Yeah. Really the aggression. Obviously, if it's a video game. You can reset. It's You might hurt somebody's feelings, but you're not, <laughs> you're not, you're not getting actually hurt. Right. Yeah, you Scott's feed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you're, you're not going to hurt your, your checkbook either or somebody else's. So when it comes to learning restarts and being ultra aggressive as you have to be in real life, it definitely helps. All right. So pardon me for being colored impressed, but I'm, I'm glancing at the truck race a minute ago, and... We had a good old-fashioned Stuart Friesen slide job to take the lead. And I say slide job because I'm transitioning into dirt for a real lightning round question. Well, I thought you were trying to be Dale Jr. No, I was not trying to be. Nobody can be Dale Jr. <laughs> yes. but Dale Jr. Townsend did try on Sunday, though. No impressions here, please. Yeah. All right. Last night, at, not last night, night before last, at uh, Red Dirt Raceway in Oklahoma, Christopher Bell scored Keith Coons Motorsports 100th USAC National Midget victory. We know Logan Seavey's making his truck debut at Eldora next week. So my question is, after Seavey, who's next? We've watched Bell do it. We've, wa- or we've watched Larson run the USAC to NASCAR path. Bell, Abreu, now potentially Seavey. Who's next? Well, you, Donnie you, shots. You kind of think Donnie's a little bit uh, aged for that, and he's having too much fun winning World of Outlaws championships. Yeah, thanks. Um, honestly, I think that's an interesting question because I know Tanner Thorson is kind of already going down the road, sort of, as kinda. is Chase Briscoe. So I think those two guys. You I was more have referring to, to the whole Toyota Coons development oh, pipeline. Well, I'll tell you who's in, and it won't be for a little bit. But I'll tell you if he wants to, who I believe could be the next star. Jesse, what's that? Jesse, Jesse. Who are you talking about? Love. Oh, Jesse Love. Oh, well, yes, but he's he's be, already in the but TRD before him. Before I think him. I, I would like to see eventually Zeb Wise. I just. I Zeb's think, not in the Toyota I know, pipeline but yet, but I could see Toyota I, poaching. Well, that's him. what I'm saying. I I just think you know I think Zeb has just got a huge bunch of talent for his age mm-hmm. and the way he's adapted yeah. so quickly. Yeah, I think Zeb. I think the biggest thing though for me is, and but you it may not be with Toyota. You, yeah, you mentioned Zeb. 
But his mentor was Brian Clawson. Yeah. I don't know that Zeb wants to go the NASCAR. Who knows? I mean, we'll just have to see. You're thinking open wheels? Oh, I'm totally thinking open wheels. We need that. That's what Zeb's thinking. We need need some of those guys to stay in open wheels. I mean, you know, because it it really, it's so unfortunate to see everybody just disappear Mm -hmm. just when they're about to make it big. I had somebody in mind when I posed this question, Cisco, and it's a driver that is in the Toyota pipeline right now, is Ryan Robinson out of uh, Forest Hill. California, oh, who's going to be 18 here coming up. He's yeah. had support from the Abrams, and I know has been bouncing some things off Rico in perhaps a look at it. Maybe. I mean, as long as he doesn't text and drive and run into his own teammate, then, well, you might be able to get somewhere. <laughs> We're throwing Santino Ferrucci shade again. Yikes. <laughs> well, no, not again. We, well, the first time on this show, yeah, we did the other night on Madness. Yeah. yeah, as long as, yeah. yeah, yeah it's, it cares. As I said, character and behavior counts, kids. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see uh, some of these young kids coming up through the open wheel ranks and how amazingly talented they are. And right. Logan, just to get back to him for a second, I couldn't be happier. Here's a kid great. who's overcome so much, you know, with, with uh, the, the open heart surgery. Yeah, the yeah. open heart surgery he had to, and now to get a chance to drive a truck for Kyle Busch at Eldora. I mean, you know, that, that just goes to show that no matter what happens in your life, yeah. You never give up. And this is a great story. And I don't consider this a two inch limb at all. But I say this because I believe that much in the raw talent that I that I've seen out of Logan. I believe he will not can will have a shot to win that race next week. Oh, sure. I mean, in the equipment he's in and and with uh, no doubt with the mentoring that he's going. He's been he he told me on the phone he's been leaning on Seabell a lot. Yeah. The last couple of days. Yep. I, I don't have a doubt. Interestingly enough, for those of you who don't know, uh, neither Christopher Bell nor Kyle nor Larson. Kyle Larson will be <laughs> racing in the uh, truck race at Eldora. They are both going to be up in the booth. Not no. Larson oh. will be. Bell's going to be on pit road. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Chris Bell will be, be part on pit of the road. broadcast team. That should be a whole lot of fun I, to see. see. Lars and, and see Larson's going to be making his debut as is Bell. I think. In a TV sense, I know Christopher was uh, getting some training from Dylan Welch on pit road. I think it was at Chicagoland yeah. a week or two ago during the truck race. And Larson was up in the booth for a brief stint with uh, with Vince and Phil and Michael for that. It's going to be fun. The insight that those two bring for a dirt perspective for NASCAR fans, Cisco, who have never heard or never seen the Eldora truck race, the perspective that those two are going to bring to this, I think, is what makes it such a draw. And it all stems from a tweet that Larson sent to Fox back in, like, March or April saying, how about a dirt drivers-only <laughs> broadcast when they brought back the drivers-only thing for Talladega? And the Fox producers got together and said, you know what? Put your money where your mouth is, dude. Well, now we need Vince Welch to just bring some of the NASCAR guys over to the Big East and call some Butler games. Ooh, that would be fun. Because <laughs> <laughs> Vince is already doing our games on Fox. Sports one, so that'd be kind of cool. But well, yeah, it definitely is going to be. That's going to be a race that I. It's yeah. just, I mean, everybody loves Eldora, and that uh, we. Wow, we didn't even really have time for any other lightning round questions. Real quick, uh, before we get out of here, Will Rogers, thank you for coming in, spending a couple of more hours with us. We always enjoy having you. You've got an open door anytime you want, or thank you guys. You just get bored. Yeah, uh, Monday or Thursday <laughs> night, come on up and join us. I appreciate it. Thanks, for Jacob. Having me. Close it. All right, thanks, Bob Steele, Sue Mason, all the fine folks at PMN that uh, aid in making 
making this show possible, as well as Randy Miller behind the glass from CSB for uh, what he's done, punching buttons and keeping us on for a couple hours. So for our special guest, Will Rogers, as well as Chris Murdoch, Cisco Scaramuza, Tom Baker, I'm Jacob Seelman reminding you to keep it off the wall, folks. And if you're headed to a racetrack, we might just see you there. Have a safe racing weekend. Good night. You've been listening to the Stock Car Show on the Performance Motorsports Network. Stay tuned to Performance Motorsports Network for more race talk. For the latest motorsports news, visit racechaseronline.com. The Stock Car Show is a copyrighted production of the Performance Motorsports Network. www.performancemotorsportsnetwork.com. A member of the Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated and may not be rebroadcast, replicated, or saved in any media without the explicit written permission of PMN. Check out our Facebook page or our section on the PMN website. The opinions expressed on this program program are those of the host, co-host, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect those of the management and ownership of either the Performance Motorsports Network or Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated, the advertisers, or the marketing partners. Be listening again next week when the Stock Car Show returns on Thursday night at 7 Eastern. Until then, stay tuned for more great motorsports programming on the Performance Motorsports Network.